Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 175, brought to you the week of October 10th, 2022. I am your host. My name is James Kennison. This is my personal audio journal brought to you by our patrons with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, Wesley Gill. Become a sponsor today at patreon.com slash GOK. All right. Today's episode, I already know what it's going to be called because it's going to be called Dodge the Bullet. Dodged a bullet because that's what James did. I dodged a freaking bullet and I can't wait to tell you about it. I don't know um, what last episode was about. I know I did the once a day thing and then I kind of, I I talked about how the honeymoon is over at Chick-fil-A and how stressful it is and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I'm going to just tell you everything that's been going on. And if I'm repeating myself, just chalk it up to the fact that I am 49 and, uh, that's pretty dang old. And that's what pretty dang old people do is they repeat themselves. So as you know, I work for Chick-fil-A. I am back of house general and, um, I make eggs and I make hash browns and occasionally fries. And that's what I do. I do that for a living. I do that Tuesday through Saturday. And I turned in my two-week notice uh, a couple of, uh, a week ago. Turned it in a week ago. Because I got a new job. I got a job drawing coloring books at a really cool place. And I'm... I was really, really excited about it until it all went to Hades. <laughs> so that's the story I'm going to tell you. So much has happened. So much has happened. So I, I got this job uh, drawing coloring books. And I'm not going to tell you where. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who my boss was going to be. I'm not going to tell you the subjects of the coloring books. I'll just say that when I went in for the interview, um, immediately things took a turn. Because when you think about drawing coloring books, what do you think about? You think about Pup Patrol. And you think about princesses and trains. And, um, I don't know, superheroes. Stuff like that. Well, this coloring book company uh, does more than just draw coloring books. They do custom coloring books for people. And uh, so, like, if a, uh, a a car dealership wants a coloring book uh, for for a kid, they would, you know, while their parents are hunting for a car, they would, they would, uh, maybe send in some artwork and, and they would do them up a, a coloring book. And so, uh, you know, everyone, uh, loves coloring books. They're great. Um, I signed a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't talk about, um, customers. I can't talk about topics of coloring books though i would love to but i can talk about my experience and when i went into 
interview, I was thinking about princesses and trains and teddy bears and, and drawing castles and race cars, stuff like that. And let's just say that the boss man um, likes to draw adult coloring books as well. Now, I don't mean naked stuff, okay? I was very clear with them because I didn't know how far they went at the time. But I'm like, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not doing nudity because they were very clear right at the beginning that uh, I needed to be diverse. And I understand that, you know, because they're, they've got random companies that come to them. Different, different people with different viewpoints and different, um, messages that they want to get out. I'm not new to that. I used to work at a t-shirt shop and we had churches, we had family reunions, we had businesses, we had, uh, frat boys, you know, all kinds of people with all kinds of art. And, um, there were a few times where I had to say, I'm sorry, but I can't draw what they're asking for. And, and things though they had, they had rather me do it. The boss was always very, uh, uh, I'm talking about my, my t-shirt printing job. Um, though, though they had rather me have done the work, they were always, uh, pretty, pretty nice about it. Except for one time, one time, the, there were two owners and one of the owners lost her crap because I wouldn't draw a drunk character for underage, uh, drinkers, um, on a t-shirt. So anyway, um, it was just a personal thing. And I'll just say that during the interview, uh, I didn't necessarily get the impression that I would have to make moral decisions. I just would be drawing things that maybe I wasn't the most comfortable drawing things. I didn't understand things that I didn't expect. Like I didn't expect them to be making coloring books for grownups. Okay. And, uh, so what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Um, I'll make up some stuff because I, 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 I don't want to get in trouble. (laughs) talking about this, but these are things that are for sale. Um, but for example, um, I, I wouldn't want to do graphic horror, uh, coloring books. I wasn't asked to do one. Um, as far as I know, one is not available. Um, but that is an example of something that in the future I might've been asked to do at this company. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to sit there and have to look up images of graphic, you know, people with limbs missing. Um, I wouldn't want to subject myself to that. You know, uh, I, I don't have problems watching a spooky movie once in a while myself. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to have to sit there and stare at it. I I've heard about artists that, that draw that kind of stuff and it even bothers them to be, uh, subjected 
to imagery like that. So, but I thought, you know what? I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Um, I can do, I can do artwork for other religions. I can do artwork for, uh, people that are, um, a different political leaning than myself. Um, I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. I, I think I'm exactly, you know, what they're looking for. Um, so I took the job and I went in and, um, you know, signed all the paperwork and the whole nine yards. Uh, and I worked two days <laughs> and I got a, I got an offer, um, from another business because, you know, I was looking online for, you know, a lot of, and I applied for a lot of different jobs, a lot of graphic design jobs and a, another business, uh, made me an offer. And for this company, this other company, I will be, I would be doing, um, designing ball caps. And I say ball caps, I should say caps because they do trucker caps. They do ball caps. They do dad caps. They do mesh back caps. They do clothes back caps. They do, you know, uh, they do embroidery. They do leather patches. They do, uh, screen printing. They do all kinds of stuff. Um, it's a great company. And I was not interested in working for them. I mean, I kind of was, but I saw it as an opportunity to better my current circumstances. So the first thing I did is I went to them and asked them for more money. And they said, yes. And they were very kind about it. And I was very kind about it. So I got a little bit of a raise. But, uh, and I went ahead and said yes to the offer because I could always say no later. And then I went to, uh, my boss at the, the coloring book company and, uh, he wasn't there on Friday. So I sent him an email and I just said, Hey, I got, I, I wasn't looking, but this offer came to me and, um, I, I, I'm, I, to be honest, I don't want to design caps. I want to draw coloring books. So can you match this amount so that I can stay here and draw coloring books? Well, that was on a, a Friday. I got a call Saturday while I was at work at Chick-fil-A. So I called back afterwards and, um, let's just say that the guy was a huge LBB living, breathing butthead. Um, I did not expect him to take it. Like I had cheated on him. Like we were married and I had cheated on him. He said, you agreed to work for this amount and we will not in under any circumstances be paying you or matching any other offer. If you want that, uh, raise, if you want that kind of money, then I suggest you go work for that company. And should I take this as your resignation? And I said, well, no. Um, can I, can I talk to my wife about it and let you know on Monday? He says, I will be here for 15 more minutes in the office. Um, that's that, you know, that's, 
basically his, his, his insinuation was that's when you need to call back. I said, I'll call back in 10. So I called my wife and I'm like, dude, this guy just lost his mind. Because up until that point, I was just going to, I was just bluffing. I, I just wanted to see if I could, you know, I, I knew it was a long shot. I had hardly put in any time with him. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know he, I had, I had not even done any art really for him. I'd done some other things, uh, that were art related. Uh, but I, I knew it was a long shot, but you know what I expected was, Hey, you know, this is the job. We can't pay more than that. Um, you know, if you need to go, we understand, but that's not something we can do at this time, you know? But no, I got what I told you. I got, you know, you freaking need to, you know, make up your mind. And you, I mean, like I said, like, like we were dating and I had cheated on him. He took it personal. I mean, really, really personal. And I was going to stay. I, I would, no matter what he said, if maybe he said, okay, we can do a dollar more an hour instead of two. Cause that's what it was. It was a difference of $2 an hour. I can say that it was a difference of $2 an hour. And that's why I didn't feel bad about asking. And who wouldn't ask it's business. That's all it is, is business. And, uh, so I was gonna, I was gonna stay even if he said no, but the way he said no, I realized this guy was a living, breathing butthead. And he was a narcissist and a control freak. And I'm like, baby, I was talking to my wife, not him. <laughs> I was like, baby, I don't think I want to work for this dude at all. I, I, I remember as I was driving, I was driving home from work while all this was going on. And I'm like, you know what? If I want to draw coloring books, I can draw them in the, in, I could draw them at my house for fun. You know, I, I don't need to put up with this guy in order to, to do that. It's not like there's a rule that says I can't draw coloring books or coloring pages or whatever. If, if, if it's so fun, but it's just the fact that I was looking forward to drawing princesses and race cars and trains and happy trees and animals and stuff like that. And it turned into this dark, evil mess. So I call him back and I asked for him, you know, and he gets on the phone and I said, you know what? I think I am going to resign, but I would love to come in and finish the work that I had started for you. And he's like, Nope, that would not, that will not be necessary. We have people here that can do that. And, and you know, and I'm like, Oh, okay, that's fine. I I did leave my headphones on the desk. I'm going to come by Monday and pick them up. Nope. We'll put them in a FedEx box and ship them to you. I, I, I receive, I have approved your resignation or something like that. And I was like, okay, bye. And hung up. <laughs> and I was like, what a butt. 
Oh my gosh. Doesn't even want me in the building. Like I'm some sort of spy. Like, like I cheated on him, you know, and he's bitter and angry about it. And I'm like, I, I got back on the phone with my wife. I'm like, I just dodged a bullet. I just dodged a freaking bullet because this would have happened eventually. The, probably the first time I had any issue with something that he wanted me to draw, he was going to come down on me like Mount, Mount St. Helens. And it would have, it could have been a month from now. It could have been uh, uh, six months. It could have been a year. It could have been a week. I'm glad it happened in the first couple days, you know? Goodness gracious. So, needless to say, I'm not drawing coloring books anymore. <laughs> Never even got a chance, really. Even though it was going to be so cool. I was so proud. I, I uh, like I said, I signed an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, because they don't want me talking about their their stuff. So that's why I'm being general and generic and not talking about the place. I'm not going to mention anybody's names. I'm not going to talk about the content, even the sample that I gave you about the horror graphic uh, nature of of one, that was an example. It's not anything I saw, um, but it but it gives you an idea. Um, so you know, I, I, it just things things got really dark really quick. So I'm not drawing coloring books. I'm, uh, it would have been really cool though to sit in the chair. This is what I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to sitting in the chair at at a at a haircut place. Because for the last 10 years, I've been going to get my hair cut. And without exception, every time the hairdresser asks me, what do you do for a living? And I've had a hard time answering that because I used to be a children's pastor. I used to have purpose. I used to be something. And you guys know that listen to this show that I struggle with that. Even with Chick-fil-A, struggled with purpose and, and all that. Um, I was going to be able to say, I draw coloring books for this really cool company. And it's kind of a weird thing to tell people, but I was going to be proud of it. And it would be a heck of a conversation starter. And for the first time in forever, I would have a real answer rather than just, oh, I'm, I'm a podcaster and a freelance artist, you know, kinda, kinda do that for a profession, even though it's just Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, with Red School Bus and that story show, even though freelance work only comes in, you know, once in a while, you know, even though it's not really a full-time job, that's what I'll tell you. You know, I actually had a real answer and an interesting one at that, but that's gone. So now, <laughs> thank God I didn't burn any bridges on my backup because now I'm going to go work for the cap company. And um, they are nice. <laughs> I'll tell you how nice they are. 
Um, I sat for the interview over Zoom. And I was not really thrilled about that because sometimes Zoom calls can be very impersonal. But I decided that I was going to use my podcasting setup. So thanks to you patrons, I have a very, very nice microphone that you're listening to uh, right now. Um, it is a $300 plus microphone. I have lighting that patrons have purchased for me, uh, that, that, uh, makes it the camera that I use look professional. Cause lighting is really key. Uh, if you have a crappy webcam, you, your lighting can make all the difference. And, uh, so rather than just getting on with the webcam, mic. And, and sound and what I used everything at my disposal. I had my headphones on. I had my microphone set up. I had my lights on and they were like, wow. And I made a good impression, not just with my equipment, but with who I was as a person. They liked my portfolio was really heavy on illustrator stuff. I, I never know what people want. Um, cause I've been searching for graphic design jobs and graphic design can mean just about anything. Um, you'd be surprised at all the variants of jobs that fall underneath that title. It's actually a terrible title. They should have more uh, titles because graphic design can mean uh, illustration. It can mean, it can fall into photography. It can fall into tracing stuff. It can fall into organizing graphics. It can fall into uh, drawing coloring books and designing ball caps, you know? Or trucker caps or dad caps or whatever. Um, so anyway, I did a great job at the interview. They offered me the position. They, they, uh, were, they interviewed me on a Monday and they told me they'd get back with me Friday. They called me on Wednesday and said, we just wanted to go ahead and offer you the job. Um, and it was really cool because on the interview, they, they, I could tell I was the first one. But they said, we have to go. We've got several other uh, people to interview. And I was chosen. And, and it feels really good, you know, to be chosen for a job. Feels really crappy to be turned down. I've been turned down for several positions as well. But you just, you know, you don't take it personally and you keep on going. Um, so the new job, uh, you know, just screwing around, I, I got myself more money. And, uh, they're, they're going to train me. I, I didn't know much about it though, was the thing. And, uh, they were so nice. I, I called them up and I said, uh, first of all, I'd asked them, you know, for the race and they gave me that. And so that was one way they were nice. But I said, uh, the other question I have is, um, I just have a question about the job. Like I, I, I've read through the, you know, the description and the requirements of the job. And I understand all that and I can do all that, but what, what is, what, what is the job exactly? Like, you know, what would an average day be like? And so the HR lady put me in contact with the head designer, the, the lead, you know, designer. And he was so normal and nice. <laughs> and he went through patiently and told me about the training process that I was going to go through, told me about the um, location that I would be working at here in St. Louis, even though they're um, an hour and a half south 
the home office is, uh, told me about the person, um, well, they, I don't know who I'll be working with, but it told me that I will be working with at least one other person and, you know, uh, and then went through what an average day would be like. And it was a little stressful because he told me that there is certain amounts of time, um, that is associated with each project. And, uh, that's, and they, they keep track of how much time you spend on a project and you get a score based on that. And they try to keep scores at a hundred. And so that kind of stresses me out, but I'm going to roll with this. Uh, I, I have to go to a minimum of two weeks and a maximum of a month of training, uh, to the point that I will either drive down the hour and a half uh, or stay in a hotel while I'm being trained. Um, I have to be very good at illustrator, which I am. And that's pretty much all I know. I won't be doing graphics. I won't be designing logos. Um, from what I gather, I'll be designing caps they have a lot of different kinds of caps that they offer. I mean, think about all the different kind of caps. There's trucker caps and dad caps and baseball caps and um, ones with flat brims and slightly curved brims and really curved ones. There's ones with snaps in the back. There's ones with elastic in the back. There's ones with netting or cloth. Um, there's ones with embroidery on the front. There's ones that have embroidered patches. There's ones that are screen printed or have uh, a, a leather logo stitched on the front. I mean, they, they do a lot of stuff. And I'm going to be a part of deciding what a customer's hat's going to look like and meeting their needs. So I, I'm not sure that the job is 100% for me, to be honest but I'm going to follow through with it and I'm going to take it one step at a time. And that's, I guess the part that I need to get to next is I prayed about this. I don't pray about a whole lot these days because to me, if you know what you need to do and it's just a matter of having the guts or the convictions to do it, I don't think you need to pray about it. I pray about things that are beyond me. And with these two jobs, I didn't know what the right answer was. I really didn't know. And I prayed for guidance. And I even went as far as praying that old prayer. Lord, <laughs> just close doors and, and make things not even an option. And... Yeah, that's kind of a tried and true kind of prayer that people pray when they, they just, they're desperate. <laughs> and I was desperate. Um, but what I heard back, and I don't hear back that often. What I heard back was take it one step at a time. And that's what I did. I asked for the raise. I got it. Um, I took the job. 
I contacted my current boss. I waited for his response. I got it. I responded to that negative response by quitting. And then I took the next step was was to take this job. And the next step is to go to training. And then after that, when I find out what the job is really like, I'll decide then if it's something I want to continue doing. And in the meantime, I'm going to keep looking for jobs. Uh, But I was told to just take it step by step. And that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly how things worked out. And that's exactly how I dodged a bullet. So glory to God, basically in a nutshell. So I don't know how you pray. I I figure people, there's all kinds of people that listen to this show, people that don't pray, people that do, people that pray a whole lot more and, and pity me and think I should be a lot more spiritual than I am. Um, there, there's people that probably look up to me and say, man, I wish I prayed as much as James does. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just figure there's all kinds. And, uh, I just know that for me, uh, I was in a, I was in a desperate situation. I really wanted to draw coloring books. That's what I wanted to do with my day. Uh, it was also part-time. It was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which was great because Tuesday and Thursdays are podcast days. I would be off those days. I could prep at my leisure and do the show. It would be awesome. The cap job is full time. Um, you know, I it, it means I'm going to have to do show prep a day early. And you guys already know that I struggle doing shows sometimes because if I'm not feeling funny or if I'm having a bad depression day, it's already hard enough to do the show without having to prep for the show. The prepping is really the hardest part. Once I hit record and start talking, I can pretty much, I don't know, something just flips the switch in me. Kind of like it did back when I was a children's pastor. I would be so bad off, so terrible. Everything was just horrible. And then I'd get on that stage and something would click and I'd be like my old self. And then once it was over, everything would be going back to horrible again. Matter of fact, it reminds me, um, who's the singer that does, I kissed a girl and I like it. (laughs) I can't remember her name right now, but she did a documentary. They did a documentary on her and she was married to uh, this dude, this British guy, and they divorced in the, in the midst of this documentary. And you can just see the effects. Katy Perry, that's her name. And uh, you can see the effect that this failed relationship is having on her. She's utterly depressed. She's in full costume. You could hear the crowd in the background. She's under the stage. People are carrying her to the elevator that's going to make her ascend through the floor. She kneels down. You can see it wash over her, that feeling, that change. The depression washes away. The actress, the musician, the singer takes over. 
and the stage rises and the crowd goes wild and she puts on her show. And even now I have a hard time thinking about it without choking up a little bit because I know that feeling. And I've, I get that way about the podcast because I really, I really want to do it. I want to be consistent. Matter of fact, I met just recently, um, as recently as Saturday with a very nice couple from Chicago who listened to the show and they happened to mention that they were going to listen to Thursday's episode on the way to uh, St. Louis from Chicago. And they wondered when the next episode was going to record. And, and I told them that Thursday's episode didn't go off because first of all, my co-host John had a bunch of stuff going on and in real life, he couldn't make it, but it was going to be okay because I had a guest host. But the guest host called me last minute and he had to duck out because he's 19 and his parents has had um, control over him and they were taking him on a vacation or something. And he had to do what his dad wanted him to do. His time was not his own. And he was very apologetic. And then I was, I still had a plan. I was going to bring in a good friend who would have been a great guest host, but he couldn't do it until 7.30. And that was too late for me to be up, to have to get up and go into Chick-fil-A the next day. Um, so all of that happened, and the show didn't. And it makes me feel like crap. Because um, I like to be consistent. I like to put on shows. I like people to be able to depend on their content. Um, so one of my, one of my ideas is since show prep seems to be the big issue and not actually doing the show is to farm it out to someone. And I say farm it out and that makes it sound like, I don't care, but I do care. It's just that show prep is easy. It's just hard for me when I'm depressed. And it would be so... The reason I can do GOKs when I can't do other shows is because I can just sit down and hit record and talk. And you guys know there are times I can't even do that much. So if I could get somebody to do the work of putting together the show, I could sit down with the show notes already done and do a show at times when ordinarily I would not be able to follow through because of the prep. So I'm just thinking right now. Okay. Just thinking about it. But what it would look like is someone would, uh, obviously be approved for the position and, uh, I would send them, the stories as they come in and the voicemails, they would listen to them or read them and decide if they were appropriate or funny enough for a podcast. They would put them into a Google document that I already have a template for. 
that I use every week. And they would share that document with John and myself. And on by Wednesday night, you know, Wednesday afternoon or something like that. Uh, and I would pay, I would pay. I, I, I mean, it's not going to be even part-time wages. It would be a, a per show amount kind of deal. And, uh, so, you know, and, and it would be someone that, that understands humor and someone that understands the show and, you know, and, and somebody that would be consistent at it. Um, it would, it would be, it would be, it's just something I'm thinking about. So, so don't, don't apply. <laughs> Don't feel like you owe me uh, an application or anything. I'll, I'll let I'll let people know if and when I I need such a thing. But anyway, what I was trying to say though is the hours of the new job are eight o'clock to four thirty. So that would mean I would still get off in time to go pick up my son, and still get off in time to come home and do a show at a decent time for John because we have to synchronize because he's an hour different and I don't want to do it super late because he records at work and he doesn't need to be at work all day, you know, and and I don't want him to have to wait on me. So, uh, you know, there's, there's stuff to consider, but anyway, now you're all caught up. I dodged a bullet and, um, I can still podcast. I just need to do it. I just need to do show prep a day early, you know, on Wednesdays and Monday nights. And, um, if I find that that is too much of a, of a hassle, I'm thinking about farming it out to somebody. Um, and, and the cool part is I would give them a title. Like, I don't know what it would be like show writer. Maybe they would get a writer's credit. Uh, maybe it's a director thing. I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I, but it would have, and we would thank them at the end of the episode. Thanks uh, to our staff, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, um, it would be a step in the right direction for the show. I think, um, because you know, I, every, every person that you know, that is an entertainer has a, has a writing staff like Conan O'Brien, um, He's not one of my favorite people, but he's, he's fairly funny. Um, he doesn't write his own stuff. You know, none of them do Jimmy Fallon and all that. I mean, Jimmy Fallon is a talented guy. I love him so much. Um, but he doesn't write his own jokes. He, he, uh, he ad libs really well. And so does Conan. Um, but they, their monologues and all that kind of stuff. It's all written and scripted and they have people behind them that do it all. And, um, there's, there's no shame in that, you know? And in my case, it would just be basically taking stuff out of an email and putting it into a document so that I could use it for show stuff. But anyway, um, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It is, uh, it is dedicated to everyone out there that, that, that has a rough job. I have one more week at Chick-fil-A. I'm, I'm dreading it, 
not because of the company. The company is still amazing. Not because of my coworkers who I will miss. I will miss them. Uh, but simply because the work that they do is very professional. It's top level. It is super, super um, well done. But it is hard. It is difficult. And um, they pay well. They uh, are a great company to work for, like I said. It's just getting up at the butt crack of dawn and uh, working the hours I do and uh, the stress level of, of what I have to do, especially on Fridays and Saturdays when, when it's just crazy nonstop. Um, I, I'm, in, I'm not going to miss that part of it. I'll miss the people. I'll miss the experience of it. Um, but not getting up at, at, you know, 6am and I know there's people that do that and they do it all the time. I'm just not someone that sleeps well. I go to bed at, uh, eight o'clock and I turn off all my devices at eight. And I lay there and listen to an audio book until nine. And at nine o'clock, I turn off the audio book and I try to go to sleep. And I lay there oftentimes until 1130, trying to go to sleep. And finally, I do, sometimes I fall asleep at 10, sometimes 1030, sometimes 1130. But I go to bed at eight so that I can start the process. And um, so I don't have to stress about the possibility of, of falling asleep at the right time. Um, that's the only thing about getting up early for me is that I don't sleep well. And that's, that was the first thing to go when I started with depression is my sleep schedule got jacked up and everything about, uh, there was just a lot of sleeplessness and that contributed to, uh, not being able to work like I wanted to and on and on and on. And that's been the biggest, uh, fear and anxiety producer with this job that I am currently doing. Uh, but I've only got one more week and I start the new job on Wednesday, the 18th. I've got to be down there for training and uh, it, it may mess up recording for a little while. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to handle training and recording, but uh, I'll keep you guys up to date as best I can. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support, patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can do so. It helps. It's uh, it's a great way to support me. And uh, patreon.com slash GOK. Just a you know, dollar a month, $5 a month, whatever you can do. It helps pay the bills. It helps um, upgrade technology. And it's... Um, it just, uh, it, it helps. It's great. It's a great way to give if you feel like you want to. If you don't, listening is enough and always will be. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you and uh, take it easy. Uh, remember, you can email me at jamesnlcast.com. We'll see you next time. Bye.